RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. One of the founders of the pro-democracy Occupy movement tells the court he's not afraid of prison as he makes his final submission. The chairman of the MTR accuses the main contractor for the expansion of Hung Hom Station of being irresponsible for refusing to inform the public. And a Canadian court grants bail to a top Huawei executive after a marathon hearing. One of the founders of the pro-democracy Occupy movement, Benny Tai, says he's not afraid of going to prison and wouldn't have denied public nuisance charges against him if they weren't so excessive. He was making his final submission to court in the trial of nine key figures of the 79-day street protest in 2014. Here's Tom McAlinden. In a speech that drew applause from supporters inside and outside the court, Professor Tai said he had no regrets initiating the civil disobedience movement that was aimed at pushing for universal suffrage in Hong Kong. He said neither he nor the other two co-founders of the movement, Chan Kim Man and Reverend Chu Yu Ming, intended to cause unreasonable obstruction to the public. And after police fired tear gas on the crowds, matters were no longer in the control of the three men, he said. He noted that the trio exhausted all methods to bring an earlier end to the occupation. The three faced charges of conspiracy to cause public nuisance, inciting others to cause public nuisance, and inciting people to incite others to cause public nuisance. Professor Tai said the charges were excessive and unreasonable, and had proper charges been laid, they wouldn't have filed a defence. The chairman of the NPR Corporation, Frederick Ma, has criticised Leighton, the main contractor for the expansion of Hung Hom Station, as being irresponsible for refusing to tell the public what had happened. He was speaking at a commission of inquiry looking at allegations of shoddy work at the station. Here's Joanna Wong. Mr. Ma told the inquiry the shot into Central Link was a major public project and he felt frustrated that Leighton refused to say a word in the public arena following allegations that steel bars were cut too short at the station. He also said the CEO texted him to say a report submitted to government in June about the scandal contained inaccuracies. Mr. Ma recalled the then project's director, Phil Wong, telling him the report was prepared in a panic, so mistakes were made. Mr. Ma concluded his testimony by saying the rail giant would learn from the painful lessons because it was here to serve Hong Kong for the next 40 to 400 years. Meanwhile, the lawyer for the MTRC, Philip Boulding, said the government requested a speed-up breaking open the platform to test the steel rods and reduce the time from 16 to 12 weeks. Workers began the testing on Monday on two new platforms in Hong Kong to check if steel bars were indeed cut too short. Mr. Boulding said the the MTRC couldn't commit to a 12-week schedule, but would do its best to accelerate the works. The hearing continues. Civic Party lawmaker Kwok Ka-Ki says the government should introduce exemptions if it wants to limit rates concessions to only one property per owner. The government introduced the concession to ease the burden on property owners, but lawmakers say developers and wealthy owners of multiple homes benefit the most. Callers to an RTHK radio programme expressed concern the move would do little to help people in real need. Here's Dr Kwok. For those who own more than one unit, perhaps two, uh, a ceiling or three, if they can prove that it's not rented out, instead they are using by their own family members, they should also benefit from this return of weight. And secondly, for those retirees, really depends on the income generated from renting out. Uh, if they can have some declaration, if they prove the government that they are retired, they didn't have any uh, income from any pay jobs, then they should allowed to have more than one units, maybe two. I think that is uh, very sensible. 
The Commerce Secretary, Edward Yao, says there are no plans at the moment to merge RTHK with other government departments such as the Information Services Department. During a LegCo question session, pro-establishment lawmakers accused the public broadcaster of being biased and producing programmes that crossed the line. While some suggested penalties for the station, others, including lawmaker Junior So, have proposed merging RTHK with other departments like the ISD, saying this would be the best use of public resources. But Hong Kong First lawmaker Claudia Mo called the suggestion disgusting. Now that's a, a perfectly unthinkable suggestion to say that, uh, oh well, uh, the uh, RTHK might as well merge with the uh, government information services. So they do view RTHK as a mere government department, a mere government propaganda machine. This is not just disgusting, it's, it's actually very hurtful to that broadcaster. A union for care home workers says extra government funding aimed at increasing the wages of frontline staff hasn't ended up in the workers' pockets. The government has given an extra $352 million to social welfare groups to help them retain and attract talent. Citing complaints from some caregivers working for the Neighbourhood Advice Action Council, the union says staff just got an extra $83 a month when theoretically they should have got $600. Isaac Tsang from the Community Care and Nursing Home Workers General Union says this defeats the purpose of the funding. There is the shortage of the worker and the difficulty in the hiring the worker. That's why there is additional funding for improving their salary and improving their working situation to attract some newcomer to join the industry. However, the NACC misusing the funding. This cause the goal of the funding is diluted, is mystic, cannot be fulfilled. And it also is unfair to the worker that their working situation, their salary cannot be actually changed and improved. The director of the Hong Kong Organic Resource Centre says local wet markets can easily label ordinary produce as organic and sell it for a higher price as there's no regulations in Hong Kong to protect consumers. Lawmakers across the political divide have renewed calls for the government to tighten regulation of organic food. Baptist University professor Jonathan Wong says he believes the government lacks incentive because local production of organic foods is small. The local production of uh, organic crops are really small percentage. I think it's around less than 0.2%. So in this situation, they think that, oh, putting such a lot effort is only for production of 0.3%. We're not worth to do it. But I would say that in Hong Kong now, there's no protection for the consumer on buying organic. And there's a need of consideration of putting regulation on organic labeling. In this situation, I think they can protect the local consumers. A judge in Canada has granted bail to Meng Wanzhou, the chief financial officer of the Chinese telecoms firm Huawei. She faces extradition to the United States on charges she covered up Huawei's ties to a company that sold equipment to Iran in defiance of U.S. sanctions. Ms. Meng denies the allegations. She will remain in Vancouver for the duration of the proceedings, which may take years. More from the BBC's Peter Bowes. Donald Trump has said he could intervene in the process if it would serve national security interests or help close a trade deal with China. For now, the bail decision will ease tensions with China, which had threatened severe consequences if it had been refused. But relations between the two countries remain strained following the detention of Michael Kovrig, a Canadian former diplomat in China. The Canadian Foreign Ministry has said there is currently no explicit indication of any link between the case and Meng Wanzhou's arrest. But according to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, it's been taken seriously. 
Google has no plans to relaunch a search engine in China, though it's continuing to study the idea. The company's chief executive, Sundar Pichai, told a U.S. congressional panel that there are no current discussions with the Chinese government. He vowed that he would be fully transparent with policymakers if the company brings search products to China. Google's main search platform has been blocked in China since 2010, but the company behind Google has been attempting to make new inroads into the country, which has the world's largest number of smartphone users. An American neo-Nazi who ploughed his car into a group of protesters in Charlottesville last year, killing a young woman, has been sentenced to life in jail by a jury in the city. James Fields, who's 21, was found guilty of murdering Heather Heyer. White supremacist marches clashed with counter-protesters in August last year, heightening racial tensions in the country. President Trump was later criticised for talking of blame on both sides. Hundreds of French security forces are searching for a gunman who went on a shooting spree near a popular Christmas market in Strasbourg, killing three people. The French Interior Minister Christophe Castanet said the suspect, a local 29-year-old, escaped after twice exchanging fire with soldiers and police. The search is continuing to arrest this individual. He's a man who's known to the police for crimes for which he's already been convicted in France and in Germany and been sentenced. There are currently 350 people mobilised to try and stop his escape. Police raided the suspect's home yesterday morning to arrest him, but he was out. They uncovered a cache of grenades. British Prime Minister Theresa May says European leaders are showing a determination to tackle the issues which have led to her Brexit deal being opposed in Britain's Parliament. She spent the day meeting leaders and officials in various European cities seeking assurances about parts of the agreement. They've told her there can be no renegotiation. The BBC's Rob Watson has been gauging the response to this trip amongst her own MPs in London. I think it's seen as a pretty desperate mission and and one that is unlikely to win round wavering Conservative MPs. But I think it's incredibly important to say, uh, some Conservative MPs have told me, do we think that Theresa May is, you know, as Winston Churchill? Absolutely not. Is she disappointing as a leader? Absolutely. But they've also said to me, look, you have to ask yourself, if we replace Theresa May with another leader, that wouldn't change the fundamental arithmetic. If she were to lose the vote, who on earth would want the job? Reports suggest that Mrs May could face a no-confidence vote in Parliament today. Russian cosmonauts have completed a lengthy spacewalk to investigate a tiny hole which appeared in a Soyuz capsule at the International Space Station. They spent nearly eight hours cutting away at thermal insulation and taking samples. The two-millimetre hole led to a drop in pressure at the space station when it appeared in August. Trading in mainland sanitary napkin maker Hengan International was suspended abruptly about an hour after the market opened. The shares slumped 9% in initial trading. The sell-off comes after a research firm accused Hengan of fabricating 11 billion billion yuan of income since 2005. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 113.46 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 13 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 77 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,165, 390 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $38 billion. And now with sports, here's Adam Chung. Three more teams have made it through to the last 16 following last night's dramatic finish in football's European Champions League. In Group C, there was a three-way fight for two places. 
Two of the three were Liverpool and Napoli, who faced each other at Anfield, where one goal decided the match. Milner again takes a touch. Liverpool in. Salah is able to hold off Mario Rui, then takes it on and drives it in from the end goal. Salah walks away behind the touchline. Liverpool crucially have got the opening goal and are in front. He slipped it past Ospina from the tightest of angles. The ball's in the net. It's Liverpool one, Napoli nil. Mohamed Salah's goal secured Liverpool's progression. Napoli are out. Here's Jurgen Klopp, the Liverpool manager, ecstatic with the outcome for his team. I'm not sure if、uh, a manager was ever more proud on the team than I am in the moment.、Um, Together with the crowd, together with the stadium,、um, it was just outstanding. The boys played a game, an outstanding game. Edison Cavani, Neymar, and Kylian Mbappe were on target as Paris Saint-Germain won 4-1 at Red Star Belgrade to reach the knockout stage. PSG finished top of Group C. Tottenham progressed from Group B after a gutsy one-all draw at Barcelona, who had already qualified. Usman Dembele put Barca ahead just seven minutes into the game at Camp Nou. Spurs were trailing with five minutes left when Lucas Moura scored the equalizer. Their rivals Inter Milan failed to better that result. The Italians were held one-all at home by last-place PSV Eindhoven. That means Tottenham get to join Barcelona into the last 16. Spurs boss Maurizio Pochettino looks back on the final few moments, waiting for the other result. The players, I think, they were fantastic, massive effort, and of course, so happy for our fans that were here and our fans in London and around the world. I think it's it's a massive, massive achievement for the for the club. Yes, of course, I am so so happy, and yes, we suffer a little bit because when we finish the game,、uh, our fans is like a celebrate the the draw in in Inter, and、uh, Jesus was next to me saying yes, I want. We go to the tunnel and say no, still no, no finish. And it was、uh, two minutes, very difficult、uh, on the changing room. But then the I seen、uh, very happy because I seen this massive achievement and so important for for the club to go to the next stage to the to the Champions League. Borussia Dortmund won Group A after beating Monaco 2-0. Atletico Madrid came second after they drew 0-0 at Bruges. Porto beat Galatasaray 3-2 to top Group D. Schalke beat Lokomotiv 1-0 and finished second. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. One of the founders of the pro-democracy Occupy movement tells the court he's not afraid of prison, and the chairman of the MTR accuses the main contractor for the expansion of Hongham Station of being irresponsible for refusing to inform the public, and a Canadian court grants bail to a top Huawei executive after a marathon hearing. The news. From RTHK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, RTHK.